Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, August 3rd. Law enforcement unions are funding misleading ads ahead of the District 4 election. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Today, temperatures will be in the low 80s for most of the county, but it's expected to heat up again starting tomorrow and lasting through the weekend. An excessive heat watch will be in effect from Saturday through Monday for the county's desert areas. Nine San Diego Unified School District police officers are alleging a hostile work environment in a lawsuit that was announced yesterday. The lawsuit alleges the officers were subject to retaliation and mistreatment and that the district's police chief showed favoritism towards an officer he was dating. The attorney whose firm represents the police officers who are suing says officers who supported the couple's relationship were given better opportunities, while those who didn't were mistreated. If you feel like you've been paying more for gas lately, well, you're right. The average gas price in San Diego climbed well over $5 a gallon in the past week, partly because the state's summer fuel blend is more expensive to make. Those type of programs that are specific to California, like cap and trade, like the low carbon fuel standard, like these special blends. And so that's what we often see when you compare California to other states. We're going to we're going to be a little bit higher um, because or a lot higher because of these regulatory programs. That was Kevin Schlegel from the Western States Petroleum Association. He says every gallon of gas sold in California includes a dollar and 26 cents in taxes and climate related fees. Coming up. Who's being targeted in the attack ads? A lot of what's on there is misleading or not entirely accurate, not the full picture. More on that story coming up just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Law enforcement unions have funneled more than $160,000 into the race for the next District 4 County Supervisor. iNewsource investigative reporter Jill Castellano spoke to my colleague, Maya Trabolsi, about the misleading ads that some of the money is being spent on. Jill, will you describe the ads, who's behind them, and how they are misleading? Yeah, I'm one of many, many people who has received these ads over the past few weeks leading up to this election. They're really interesting. There's a bunch of them. Um, They're sent by a couple of groups. One of them is called San Diegans Against 
crime. That group is sponsored by the Deputy District Attorneys Association, and other ads are sponsored by the San Diego Police Union for the city of San Diego. But they're very similar, and they paint one of the candidates in the race as uh, basically threat to public safety. She, her name is Monica Montgomery Stepp. She's the current city council president pro tem for the city of San Diego. She's a law enforcement reform candidate. And what I found interesting is that when you dig down into the details of these ads, a lot of what's on there is misleading or not entirely accurate, not the full picture. So one example is they call her a police defunder. But if you look at Monica Montgomery Stepp's track record, you'll see that she voted to increase the police budget for the past five years. Now, there's another claim that they make that the election officials in San Diego County, according to these ads, have required Monica Montgomery Stepp to take down a false statement from her candidate statements. And that's also not true. I spoke with those election officials and they said, that's not the case. In fact, what happened here was the police union itself sent in a complaint and there wasn't enough time for Montgomery Step to address it. And so she removed something from her candidate statement. So the bottom line is these ads don't present the full picture or full backstory of her history with law enforcement. It's interesting. So tell us, why does the San Diego Police Officers Association oppose Monica Montgomery Stepp as a candidate? Well, Montgomery Stepp has really made her political career around police reform issues, around police accountability. So, for example, she has long supported the banning of carotid restraints as a tactic that police can use on civilians. Uh, she has also supported the creation of an oversight board in the city of San Diego. From the perspective of the police union, they view her as somebody who's focusing resources away from public safety toward other causes. And they don't believe that she is the right person to keep San Diego safe. So how has Montgomery Stepp responded to the ads? Well, in recent candidate forums, she has expressed a lot of frustration. She feels like her track record is not being accurately represented. And here's some of what she said recently. I hold law enforcement accountable for these bad acts that we are talking about. Excessive force, uh, stopping black and brown people at rates that are four times higher than their white counterparts, even though they do not have contraband. All of those things need to continue to be brought uh, to, to light. Um, and I've already, you know, taken quite a few hits. This is not hypothetical for me. This is what I do because I, I do believe um, in an equitable society. Jill, you also spoke to former assembly member Lori Saldana about the content of the ads. So what did she say? Yeah, Lori Saldana's perspective was really interesting and she's run for office before. She's seen these ads and you know, when you look at them, you see Monica Montgomery Stepp, who's a black woman in black and white. And there's one ad in particular where she looks kind of grainy and this overlay on top of her makes her skin appear a little bit darker. And there's these words on the ad that say a threat to public safety. And so in the eyes of Lori Saldana, those are racial dog whistles. And so here's what she said to me last week. It is not only just blatantly false and misleading, uh, it also plays to, you know, frankly, the worst kind of race-based fear of people that 
associate people of color with higher rates of crime, which is, is not the case. You've also followed other money in the race, and there is a lot of it. So give us a sense of the overall spending that you're seeing. There is a lot of spending. In total, more than $1 million spent so far. And one thing that's really important to understand is there's the spending by the candidates themselves. There's four candidates. And then there's all this other spending by these other groups that have decided to get involved in the election. And they can spend however much they want to spend, so long as they're not coordinating with those candidates. So we're seeing that of that million dollars, the vast majority, about four-fifths of that money, is actually being spent by these outside groups who are sending out these mailers and funding advertisements and polling and lawn signs to support and oppose the candidates. So the best thing to do when you get an ad or come across any kind of ad or endorsement is to see, well, is this coming from the candidate or is this coming from a different group? And if you read the fine print, you should be able to figure that out and that can help you make an informed decision. Read the fine print. Thanks so much, Jill. I've been speaking to iNewsource investigative reporter Jill Castellano. Jill, thank you. Thank you. That was a conversation between iNewsource reporter Jill Castellano and KPBS Evening Edition anchor Maya Trabolsi. And San Diegans this week are talking about another election in the near future the election for the next president. Education reporter M.G. Perez brings us this update from Chula Vista's Community College. Southwestern College is not as crowded with students during summer session this week, but those who are on campus have something to say about the former president and the history-making indictments against him. Leonardo Venegas is a political science major determined to be heard through his vote next year. We need more people involved, more people to vote, and more people to be active and actually know what's going on in our country. Vanegas is a former Southwestern Student Body president and currently the regional representative for the California Student Senate of Community Colleges, a position he will use to get out the vote in 2024. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Coming up. We join a group of tourists riding around Santiago in small yellow two-seaters. So in the go-kart, we were able to get our tan on. We were able to get our racetrack driving skills on. <laughs> we'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. San Diego sailors are training to play an important role in NASA's first manned moon mission in more than 50 years. Military reporter Andrew Dyer has the story. When the crew of NASA's Orion spacecraft splashed down the Pacific Ocean next year after circling the moon, it will be San Diego Navy crews who recovered the spacecraft and the astronauts. Um, we know how to handle uh, a lot of uh, unpredictable situations, um, and we know how to handle them with calm and ease. That's Senior Chief Ryan Kreider, a command master diver for the Coronado-based unit tasked with recovering the astronauts after the Artemis II mission to the moon. 
Navy divers and NASA officials spent the last week practicing the recovery of the Orion from the amphibious transport dock John P. Murtha. Artemis II, which will circle the moon next year, itself is a dress rehearsal for Artemis III in 2025, when NASA will land a crew on the moon for the first time since the last Apollo mission in 1972. Andrew Dyer, KPBS News. They started buzzing around San Diego 27 years ago, open-air cars carrying tourists, taking in the sights and learning about the city. Reporter John Carroll tagged along with a group of visitors to see what they see and hear. Have you seen them before? Little yellow two-seaters that sound like go-karts, but these are go-cars. When we visited Gokar headquarters recently to go on a tour with whoever was taking a tour that day, we lucked out. We got not two, not four, but 23 tour takers. This is our family reunion. Luana Clark is the convener of this reunion, the Copeland-Anderson-Sanders family reunion, all of them from points near and far around the country. More from them in a moment, but back to the Gokars and how this all works. It starts in a little building on Mason Street in Old Town. Uh-huh. And I'll buckle it up for you and then I'll have you tighten it up. Everyone grabs a helmet. Then it's time to go to the go-cars and start the tour. And we're off. My photographer Carlos and I jumped in our own go-car and followed this family reunion group for their Gas Lamp Quarter and San Diego Harbor tour. A pre-recorded tour guide does double duty, giving directions and pointing out the sights. Coming up on the left at Harney Street is the Whaley House, the officially designated haunted house. Eventually, we're headed south on Hancock Street, nothing too touristy to see here, but we're moving toward Little Italy. The whole group and more than a dozen go-cars is hanging together and apparently having a good time. They're under the flight path. No big deal for San Diegans, but a sight worth seeing for tour takers, airplanes coming in for a landing at San Diego International Airport. While we pull over and wait for a plane, the rest of the crew catches up. But alas, no planes, so we move on. We are now in Little Italy's warehouse area. The trip through Little Italy is filled with stops and starts. This is Little Italy, after all. As we move farther south, it becomes a challenge to keep this family together, but then comes a right turn. We're headed west, the Blue Pacific straight ahead. The group regroups at the Maritime Museum, and that's when we pass by one of San Diego's crown jewels. The large sailing ship is the Star of India. First sailed from Britain in the 1860s, this is the oldest active ship of any kind in the world. We snake out of the Maritime Museum parking lot. One more piece of notable nautical history to check out. The USS Midway Museum, parked next to us, was active during three wars. The go-car tour guide helpfully points out when there are tours available at some of the sites along the route, like the Midway. For $15, you can tour the aircraft carrier, which includes some cool aircraft. All along the way, this familial caravan of more than a dozen go-cars gets the looks from pedestrians and the occasional bike rider. Good, have fun. Thank, Thank you. you. Back out onto Harbor Drive. Next destination, the Gas Lamp Quarter. We brush past the convention center, a tip of the hat to Petco Park, and before you know it, we're headed north on 5th, the last leg of the tour. We are now entering the Bankers Hill neighborhood. 
Paralleling the five, we make our way back to Old Town. We've almost finished our tour. And just like that, we're back. Nearly two hours flew by, and organizer-in-chief Luana Clark is happy. So in the go-kart, we were able to get our tan on. We were able to get our racetrack drive skills on. <laughs> Reunion-goer Gail Copeland is all smiles, too. It was lovely, the vegetation, the trees with the flowers on them, the blooming flowers. Pretty, very pretty. I live in Cathedral City. Patricia Forte didn't have to come far, but she says the go-kart tour gave her a whole new perspective on San Diego. It was nice and hear, hearing about the mansions that we got to see in the old district. Very informative. A lot of history. A lot of history. And for photographer Carlos Castillo and me, a chance to see and appreciate beautiful San Diego in a whole new way. John Carroll, KPBS News. And before you go, this weekend, the Latin American Festival is taking place at the Bazaar del Mundo in Old Town. Artisans from across Latin America will set up shop and transform the courtyard into a marketplace. There will be traditional embroidered clothing, handwoven textiles, collectibles, jewelry and ceramic and clay pottery for sale. Artists will also demonstrate traditional crafts. And there will be food and drinks, including tacos, aguas frescas, and elote. The festival is tomorrow through Sunday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., tomorrow and Saturday, and from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. on Sunday. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for the day's top local stories. Plus, we have all the details you need to know ahead of the special District 4 election. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Thursday. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.